What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Relentless Life Podcast. I'm your host, Chance Galloway. I created this podcast to help individuals find their purpose in life, to never give up, and to learn how to live relentlessly through the minds of individuals who exemplify what it means to live a relentless lifestyle. Are you ready to take this journey with me? Let's take off. What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to another episode on The Relentless Life. Thank you all so much for tuning in today. Um, very excited for you to hear the conversation um, that I had today with Nika Seji. Uh, Nika and I first met back in 2018 out in Los Angeles in California. Uh, this is my first time being out there, and it was for an incredible reason. I was invited as the first um, male on-call alternate for The Rocks, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's new uh, athletic television series, uh, NBC Titan Games, and I got to meet some phenomenal athletes. I got to meet the whole cast and crew, the directors. It was such a, just um, a breathtaking experience, if you will, and, uh, you know, I've never gotten to do anything like this before. I haven't been able to do anything like this since. And Nika was one of the athletes that I met there. Um, Nika is 20. She'll be 28 years old this year. She is a certified personal trainer. She just received her uh, online nutrition certification through the National Academy of Sports Medicine. She is actively pursuing not just a career but a lifestyle to help better our modern, if you will, Western civilized population that doesn't understand the importance of health, nutrition, exercise, physical activity. And she is looking to leave a legacy. And that's one thing that I truly cherish about Nika is that she, like myself, desires to leave a legacy, desires to to leave an impact on this world, on the individuals that follow her, that are around her. She even specifies in the podcast that she's just shy of 14,000 followers and that, you know, isn't isn't a whole lot of followers. Granted, it's more than I have and more than most people have, 14,000. But she says that, you know, there's so many influencers, quote-unquote influencers on the internet that have 50, 100, 200,000 followers and their content is garbage. They're posting selfies and there's no real meaning behind the content behind the picture behind what they're posting and Nika tries her best to make every single post valuable to her audience and I like I said I just really cherish that about Nika I cherish the experience the conversation that we had today along with Nika being a certified personal trainer nutrition coach she has her degree in mechan- mechanical engineering which I just thought was so cool um, especially uh, I don't want to say it this way but for being a female it's it's a unique occupation to to have. Uh, she obtained her mechanical engineering degree. She was a D1 water polo athlete. Um, and uh, and she also has a, a, a rare heart condition, SVT, supraventricular tachycardia. And this was discovered when she was in high school. And she was told by her doctor that she would never be able to elevate her heart rate. And hearing that as an athlete, and I know that if I heard something like that, because I am a, an athlete as well, I would be devastated. But Nika didn't take it this way. She took it as a reason to keep going, a reason to remain relentless. And that's part of the reason why I really loved having her on The Relentless Life and really enjoyed this conversation and um, being able to record this conversation to present to you all to show another yet another example of what it means to live relentlessly and that's what we're about here on the relentless life that's what we're about here in the relentless tribe um i really do hope that you guys can gain something from this interview you can gain something from the conversation that nika and i had together we talked a lot and very in depth about uh the micro versus the macro with nutrition with calorie counting uh, Nika is a former uh, figure bodybuilder, so she has a lot of experience in that realm, in that field, and she's seen what the body can do with the proper nutritional regimen. Like I said, this all comes from personal experience in Nika's former figure bodybuilding career, and uh, she just she's just somebody with a lot of experience, somebody that has 
a lot of knowledge in her given field. And like I said, that's just all the more reason why she's somebody that perfectly fits a Relentless Life tribe member. And like I said, I'm excited to get to get this conversation started. I hope you guys enjoy the podcast, enjoy the show. If you feel as though you gained some sort of value from um, from the conversation I had today with Nika, please leave us a review on Spotify or the Apple Podcast app. That helps us to further get out our message and the mission of the show. So sit back, relax, whatever you guys are doing, and enjoy our conversation. Thank you guys very much for tuning in, and have a great rest of your day. So I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna start recording and we'll just kind of jump right into it. I'll do your intro um, sure. after. Sure, no problem. Whatever so, you like. Uh, yeah, how's how's it been? How's life out out in uh, Cali? Life has been good. I mean, I feel like the world's been shut down, but we're trying to make the best of a, a interesting situation here with the virus. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So life life has been different not training in a gym, but again, trying to make the best of it with uh selling my car, riding my bike everywhere and then as of like 6 weeks ago just finally buying some gym equipment and turning my garage into my little gym. <laughs> that's cool. Yeah. That, that's really cool. Yeah, I I kind of miss it out there. I mean, I don't I like how Florida, you know, obviously I'm in Southwest Florida. I like how down here it's uh it's like a lot more I guess you can say relax with what's been going on in the pandemic. Right. right. Um, you know, where we, we did have a shutdown for, I think like two weeks last year in 2020, but um, you know, I feel as though the West coast and pretty much every other state, but Florida is like really, yeah. Yeah. It's really been a lot. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Give me, give me an update on your life since we last saw each other. That was mm-hmm. now how many years ago? 20, was it 18, 2018, the Titan games? Time has flown, something yeah. like that. So for those of you guys that are listening, it's it's kind of weird because I can't see Nika. So it's like I'm talking to myself, but I'm hearing you. So just, you know, that's the first time I'm doing this to so give me a minute to adjust. Um, but for, for my audience that's listening, uh, Nika and I met for the first time at the uh, in season one of the NBC, NBC uh, Titan Games, the Rock, Dwayne The Rock Johnson's first season of the Titan Games. Um, she got to, Nika got to compete. Uh, I was the, the male on-call alternate, so I was like just out of just out of reach of of being able to compete. Um, Pretty close on a couple occasions, though. Pretty close. Yeah, with with uh, Frank, the firefighter from New York. Yep. I remember he rolled his ankle, and yep. there was a few other instances where I was like, they were getting me ready. I was getting all hyped up, and then at the last minute, they're like, oh no, they're they're staying in or whatever it was, but. Right. Um, yeah, that was that was a lot of fun. I, I really enjoyed that. I think it was what sixteen days they had us out there for two weeks or something so. like that. Yeah, it was about yeah. two weeks. Yeah. But uh, why don't you, why don't you? I want to hear since it, since this is a podcast about me interviewing other people and, and learning other people's stories. Um, I hear myself talk all the time. Why don't you? Uh, why don't you give a little bit of your background and then also uh, I want to start the podcast off from obviously how we met in that experience, that really unique experience out in, uh, out in Los Angeles on the Titan game. So first dive into who you are and, and what you do. Sure. A uh, little background on me. So I am a uh, former D1 athlete. I played water polo at San Diego State University. Um, and after uh, school, I decided to actually take up bodybuilding for a little bit. So we had about a couple of years of being a figure bodybuilder, um, 100% natural. And that's kind of the point where I realized, oh, if people are playing around with performance enhancing drugs as a natural athlete, no matter how meticulously I track everything and perfect my sleep, it's just not going to work out. So once I kind of figured that out, I had a couple opportunities for the TV shows. My first one was CMT's Broken Skull Challenge. Mm-hmm. Um, and the second one was the Titan Games. And that kind of went side and side with uh, my career. So I'm a full-time mechanical engineer. I work on gas turbine engines. And I think that's kind of what uh, caught maybe some producers eyes they're like wow this is cool she's a female she's an engineer she's definitely been through her fair share of injuries I have a bit of a heart condition but I've kind of continued to train through and um, change up my life to make sure I can still be active and I think that's what um, most audiences really appreciate being able to relate to a character that they see on TV and I think that's kind of how I got those two roles so it's been super fun training, like I said, still mostly like a bodybuilder. I love breaking things up by body parts. I uh, love mm-hmm. 
eating very simple, clean meals. I'm known on Instagram for uh, what I call these Neeks approved reviews. I think there's a huge um, bridge between the USDA putting out nutrition information and the consumers, you know, seeing a label, but really not knowing what those numbers mean. They're arbitrary values. So I like to put it in perspective. I'll show you a, you know, a nutrition label. I'll break it down and say, you know, this is the same as three egg whites, four pieces of toast and three tablespoons of butter and leave it up to the audience to establish if that's a well-balanced sounding snack, or if that's something that's maybe a treat that you should enjoy less frequently. So all in all, that's kind of a little recap of what I do, what I'm passionate about and uh, how that kind of worked out with TV. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, I, and that's, I feel like why you and I connect so well, Nika, because we're, you know, we both have a background in personal training. Granted, yeah. I, I didn't go to school for as long as you did and get my mechanical engineering degree. <laughs> I failed physics my first time, so I don't think that's possible on my end. <laughs> that is an important part for sure. <laughs> I did go, I did, I did have to take it again, obviously to pass and, and I did. Um, nice. But, uh, but with that being said, no, it's, it's cool how you and I, like I said, uh, um, have that background in, in personal training. I believe we're both certified through this, through the same um, uh, uh, organization with NASM, the National Academy of Sports Medicine. Yes, um, that's what I decided to do. I was like, you know what, if I'm in the fitness space, before I continue to put out any pointers for exercises, I want to make sure it's coming from a place of education. So right. uh, I went ahead and got my CPT certification. Now I think it's been a little over maybe two and a half years. And I just had the opportunity to uh, recertify and actually continue my education with uh, the nutrition course. So it's been nice to just have some bells and whistles to add yeah. on to the bio so hopefully people understand that it's coming again from a place of education not just personal experience absolutely yeah i think that's what that's what sparked me to reach out to you again was i was actually scrolling on nasm's uh, instagram and yeah. i was a few scrolls down and i was like is that nika and i clicked <laughs> on it and i was like no shit that is yeah. <laughs> it's such yeah. a small you know it's such a small small world and like the community that we're in with you know the health and fitness realm you know, once True. you start to kind of get your feet wet with it and, you know, and uh, engulf yourself in, in that community, uh, it's pretty amazing. Like I said, just how small yeah, you, and close you it is. Fitness expo, you recognize people yep. that, are, yep. that have been in the industry for a while. It's, it's definitely close knit because there's not too many people that are willing to really dedicate their lives to this lifestyle. I should say yes. like long term, a lot of people come and go or try out a show and leave or, you know, get really, really fit and then, yep. kind of, you know, flake off and you don't hear from them again. But yeah, if you're, if you're in this for the long haul, everybody knows everybody. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. What sparked your, um, your interest in health and nutrition and, and fitness? So um, my heart condition really was the the big moment for me. I was in a mm -hmm. hospital bed um, after I had one of my first like ep heart episodes, I should say. It was I was at a pool uh, in the middle of practice. My heart started beating really really hard. Had no idea what it was. Ended up going to the hospital. They ran um, some blood work, and I had elevated tryptophan levels, which mm -hmm. is something that really should only be released if you're having a heart attack. So they were mm -hmm. really worried about that. And uh, it was basically, I mean, after months of wearing an implanted heart rate monitor and getting heart echoes done, uh, I found out that it was SVT, which is supraventricular tachycardio. But back to that original question, I was in the hospital mm -hmm. bed before I figured out what it was. And the doctor was like, yeah, you're not working out. You're not doing anything until we figure out what this is because we don't right. know if it's exercise induced or, or whatnot. So I remember literally just like when you are a division one athlete and you are sitting in a hospital bed, not knowing what's wrong with a doctor telling you, you may never be able to play sports again, or you may never be able to elevate your heart again, uh, I was crushed. So immediately from that moment, I just had this different perspective of, I'm only in control of so many variables. And the ones I'm in control of, I'm going to make sure I, you know, pay meticulous detail yes. to and, and putting food in your body is a major, major part I was like, you know what, let me start reading those ingredient lists. Let me make sure I'm optimizing my macros and just putting in the best fuel to make sure my machine or my body is performing at its best. And that was really what sparked it. I was like, wow, this was a moment that I may never have been able to. I mean, I'm very lucky to have figured out what it was and that it's not exercise induced and mm -hmm. uh, be able to, again, still focus on the quality of the food that I'm putting in my body. And I think a lot of people probably don't know that story about my heart. And they think that I'm just 
some uh, person that's obsessed with nutrition labels and ingredients and just mm-hmm. putting out information. I'm like, no, 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 guys. Like, you really don't know what it's like till it's almost all stripped away before yeah. you start paying this kind of attention to it. So um, I know there's a lot of other accounts and people out there that highlight poor ingredients and they'll tell you, oh my gosh, if you have an artificial sweetener or cancer, if you have a bit of canola oil that's genetically modified, cancer. Yep. I'm like, that's not it, guys. That's really not it. it. It's what you do the most of the time that matters, not what you do every once in a while. A little bit of this, you know, if it's FDA approved, you're not about to sprout out a third arm, you know. Right. <laughs> having some of these ingredients. So that's why there are some other accounts and I follow them and they're they're doing a good job, you know, getting eyes where we need eyes to be, but I don't like the idea of creating fear around a certain ingredient. Like uh, you don't have to pay $7 for this like all organic chip or something because it's Mm. got the perfect ingredient list. Like let's just, Mm -hmm. let's just get someone to choose, you know, an apple over the bag of chips and and call it a day, like things like that. So that's kind of where my passions come from. I was like, it, it was a former, um, I don't want to call it an injury, but it was, no, yeah, heart condition. That was a genetic thing though, right? Um, To be honest, I don't know. It, it could sure. be. I know on my dad's side, Um, I don't think they've ever been diagnosed with it, but I've spoken about my heart arrhythmias with my grandmother on my dad's side and my dad. And they're like, oh yeah, we've had that. They've okay. just never been diagnosed with it. So I think it was a combination of like stress in college. Mm-hmm. I think it was the day of our test set or something. Mm-hmm. And could have been working out, but honestly, the the time that I caught it on um, the heart implanted heart rate monitor that I had, I was literally driving up uh, Montezuma Road on my way to college, seeing Adele at the top of my lungs, and I had another palpitation, and I pressed wow. the button and recorded it. So there was no like correlation to, you know, I was physically exerting myself or, or whatnot. So I think for the most part, it's yeah, hereditary. Yeah. Yeah. My sister actually at the age of 17, she's now 21. She had a pacemaker um, installed, uh, I guess oh, that was wow. four, four years ago now, because um, okay. ever, ever since she was born, she had a rare uh, heart murmur. It was known as a Wikiabach. It's extremely rare. Mm-hmm. And she would have just like with you, they would monitor her heart. And yep. uh, every, every six to 12 months, she would have this monitor. And when she was, I think 16 or 17, uh, they noticed that it was kind of increasingly getting uh, worse and the, the very last time that she had that monitor on before she had that pacemaker installed, they found that it her heart had, had uh, I think, five and a half seconds had went by when she was sleeping that night with the monitor on that her heart did not beat. And they wow. say that if, uh, if your heart goes longer than six seconds without beating, it could be fatal. So that was that was the, you know, the time to have that done. It's very scary, you know, to think like. Right. At, that, at such a young age and then with you in, in college, like you just never know like if something like that could be uh, hereditary, could it be something that has just not been expressed yet? And that kind of brings yeah. us full circle back to uh, nutrition. And that's why I believe you and I are so conscious of, of uh, our own health because yep. I, I know that I believe, and I know I can speak for you as well, that the food we put in our mouth and in our body has a direct correlation to the genes that we express we can control i think like 70 percent. i don't know the exact statistic but a certain amount of gene expression and i think that is just so powerful that like you you stated i wrote it down here that you're only in control of so much but the things that you are in control of you better damn well make sure that you you know do your very best to control that part yep that's uh, that's my opinion most important thing, like I said, there's some things you just physically cannot control. We yeah. are living in a world where we have to stare at a computer for eight hours a day for most mm-hmm. jobs. Um, I mean, now at least working at home, I can put a stand-up desk, but before it was sitting for eight yeah. hours. There's just so many things that compromise our overall health. So it's like, mm-hmm. I only have so many hours before I go to work, after work, cooking, and I don't have a family or kids to take care of right now. And that's going to be another stress I'm sure I'll have to deal with. But there's a lot that you can't control. Um, and it's really important to, I would say, develop a routine and figure out something that just works for your schedule. There's so many diets out there. There's so many different mm-hmm. programs. My way is the best way. No, it's not like that. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different life. Everybody has different responsibilities. Right. Everyone is for, for finding something that works for them. Yes, absolutely. Um, so recently I, I read this book called The Carnivore Code, and it's 
this whole carnivore diet is like huge right now on the internet. It's everywhere. There's the vegan community that are hating against it. And then, you know, other, other people that are saying, you know, that they have had their lives completely changed and, you know, for the better because they switched to carnivore or an animal based 90% animal based diet. Um, Mm -hmm. So I, so I read this book. This was my first, uh, I guess you can say like my first real experience with actually learning about it. I never really did any outside research other than this book, The Carnivore Code by uh, Paul Saladino, MD. And, Uh um, and it completely flipped everything I was taught, at least just from this book. And I know it's only one book and it's only one side of things. Um, But kind of everything else that I learned now, granted, I'm not a certified nutritionist like you. I'm personal trainer. I have a specialization in corrective exercise on more that route rather than like nutrition. Um, but in regards to like, like I've competed in many different physique shows. So I've had to learn on a, on a personal level. And I know everybody's different. Everyone's bodies are different. They adapt to foods differently. They, that sort of thing. Um, but for me, for the whole month of March, I've tracked everything that I've eaten on, on an animal based, not a full carnivore, but an animal based diet. I even went to the extent of buying uh, grass fed, grass finished uh, liver, beef liver from Publix. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hey, I like liver now. So yeah, I, I did. I did too. I, I even I sautéed up the onions with some garlic powder. Uh, my girlfriend wasn't a fan of my breath after. <laughs> you know, but but I tried to uh, to to make it you know as legit as I could without actually eating heart and kidney and you know not to say that I won't actually try that in the near future. Um, but right. I that being said. Um, have you done any any personal research? Have you had any experience? Have you known anybody that has had any um, any positive results from from going carnivore and going that route, animal based? Uh, I don't know anyone personally, to be honest, because um, okay. it is pretty extreme from what I've read and understood. Now, yeah, um, yeah. Jordan, I'm not sure if you follow him on Instagram, but he's actually done a YouTube documentary on his experience. Um, trying the carnivore diet, but as with my opinion on any and all diets, there are so many out there. Mm-hmm. My answer always is when they're like, what do you think about it? I'm like, if you can wake up and do that with a smile on your face for the rest of your life, proceed. That may be mm-hmm. something that you may enjoy and can maintain because if you can, if, if your goal is fat loss, let's say, cause I'm assuming a lot of your clients or whoever I'm working with, their goal is fat loss in a world mm-hmm. that's westernized, you know, most of sure. the world being most obese. The sure. goal is fat loss for the most part, not performance. Um, as long as there's no adverse, you know, effects of, I mean, it depends. Are you cutting out all vegetables? Are, are we eliminating so fiber? So, that, so that's the whole, that's the whole argument that most people, not even just yeah. vegans, but probably you and probably most. My concern most is often. micronutrients. Yep. So, so I'm the same way, Nika. I'm extremely, I used to be macro competing in shows just like you. We're very similar mm-hmm. in our background. I yep. would track my proteins, my carbohydrates, and my fats. Super yep. basic, super generic, high protein, high fat, very low carb, you know, just like every other uh, bodybuilder competing. Uh, yep. And I obviously got good results. You're, you're going to get good results from that if you stay obviously consistent, if you're doing your cardio. Um, there's really not much more to it other than just time, weeks going by and you starting to shed off that fat. Yep. But, but now as I get older, as I, you know, am reading more, as I'm, doing more research on YouTube and, you know, meeting different people with different backgrounds. Um, it's more about the micro and, uh, right. And I, I, I really life micro are super important. So that would be my main concern with the carnivore diet. But again, I I'm never one to, I personally don't like being told what to do. So I always say, yeah. you know what, I want you to try it. You know, as long as you're not asking me if you should jump off a building without a parachute, I'm going to encourage you to try it, see if it's something you can maintain. If it's something, you know, really, if you never want to touch a piece of fruit or a vegetable for the rest of your life, I don't think that's the best health plan. But again, I'm not going to tell you what to do. Um, I'm also not a registered dietitian. So I am not right. certified to tell you that this diet is going to be healthier for your long term health. Let's say um, my goal is for the most part, getting someone that's overweight in a healthy range. I'm not trying to put anyone on stage. Um, that's a whole right. nother realm of you have to eliminate. And that's why people supplement so hard. It's like, it gets to a point in your diet where you're, you're having to cut out so much that your micronutrients are really low. Your multivitamin super important, your fish oil super important. Um, but that's not the most of general America that's just trying to get fit and healthy and be able to chase after their grandkids when they're old. Um, 
so for me, I would never personally want to go the carnivore diet. I enjoy a good variety of foods, to be honest. I'm more of that like balance, but like sure, almost sure. more towards like a Mediterranean um, diet. And that could be just also because I'm Middle Eastern. When you think of like yeah. people's um, gut bacteria being different, like my ancestors yep. were capable of breaking down maybe more Middle Eastern foods, fishes, feta yep. cheese versus, you know, someone from Europe might have a completely different gut bacteria that they're more optimal at breaking down different foods. So I'm not here to say that this is the only option. This is what you should eat. Um, I actually created an app that's uh, a database of food that puts a lot of those like Neeks approved things mm-hmm. on there for good. It's like, it's just a database to be honest. It's not on my fitness pal. It's just a database that helps you track calories with approximating um, there's just less room for error. I think there's a lot of people that have good intentions of tracking calories, but, um, fail either in the, my fitness pal part with choosing the wrong item. Um, there's tons of wrong database items in there, as I'm sure, you know, again, when you've done it long enough, you could look at something and be like, Oh, a cup of rice isn't 400 calories. Nope. That's not the one I'm clicking on, but someone new to this game, like has no idea the difference between cooked and uncooked and that a piece of meat could, you know, lose 25% water. And it's not that it's more calories. It's just cooked versus uncooked, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, I decided to create that database and make it a little more intuitive to count and track, like tell you that, okay, that package, if you have a fourth of it, this is how many calories it is not, a hundred grams of this is, or 3.5 ounces of this is, it's just less math. So, um, I created that. It's been really, really nice to kind of have as a supplement tool to anyone that I've been coaching. Um, again, it's just eliminating more of those variables that could go wrong because it breaks my heart. If you hire a coach to tell you your macros and your calories, and you are taking the time every single day to log things and you simply choose one or two wrong things and maybe the calorie deficit you think is 500 is actually like maybe only 150 calories and you're all discouraged, but you're doing everything right. It's just, it's something that I, it's a problem that needed to be solved in my opinion as an engineer. So I was like, let's take the time, let's do it. I've got links to every product. If people need to see ingredients, I've got perspective with the egg whites, bread and oil for again, perspective on those nutrition labels. And uh, yeah, I hope it's a good addition to to this uh, nutrition world that is failing us right now. Oh, <laughs> free, abs- by the way. Absolutely. So it's a, free, it. it's a free app. Yep. Yep. Cool. What's, yes. what's so the name uh, of this app, Nika? So it's not on the app store or anything. It's a web app. So every okay. single uh, type of device can use it. And it's literally just um, app.neeks93.com. So you go to that, you log in with your email address. So you have your quote unquote account. I don't do anything with your email address. It's literally just app.neeks93.com. Yeah. Cool. I'll put that in the show notes. So if anybody's interested, they don't have to search back in the show. Um, That's cool. That's that's, that's a great idea. I like that. I like, I like how it's free too. you know, just providing that free value for people out there that might be a little bit misguided or. You know, and I think that's what's so special about what you and I do and what many millions of other fitness professionals uh, do is they they just want to see people um, live the life that that they deserve. You know, it's such a we have such a short amount of time um, in retrospect, uh, in in comparison, shall I say, to um, the millions of years that the earth has been here or whatever it is that you believe with evolution and time or whatever. We're, we're just here for a minute amount of time. And, uh, and I feel as though we need to take advantage of that time to live a, a long, healthy, impactful, you know, life. And, uh, it's a shame, you know, whenever I am at the gas station filling up or, you know, I go in to maybe buy a gallon of water, I'm, I'm witnessing, you know, people fuel cancer cells, <laughs> you know, just about. Just it's, about. it's terrible energy drinks and cigarettes and, and, uh, it, it's just yeah. pizza. It's just all things that are causing mass amounts of inflammation. And that's kind of what this guy, Paul Saladino, um, really stresses in his book, the carnivore code. It's really about just eradicating inflammation from the body. It's not so much, uh, eat me and you're going to feel better. There's a lot more to it. It's more that, uh, eliminate, eliminating the garbage. And that's why people who go vegan or vegetarian usually, um, claim that they feel better. And that's why they stay vegan or vegetarian because it's much, a much better diet than the standard American diet. 
Right. So with, with any diet, if you're fasting or there's some crazy fasting, quote unquote benefits and people Mm. swear by if you're eating like trash and you go to anything that eliminates that trash, you're going to feel better. That's really like what it comes down to. So then it's just, what can you maintain longer? That's what I mean. So if I'm like, stick to it. If you want to be vegan, go ahead. Like, but don't, I, I only, I struggle where like, um, crazy, like health benefits are being claimed. I'm like, it's not like they literally just eliminated the trash. That's what happened. That's it's all not, it is, yeah. yeah. It's not because you're fasting. Like they've, they've definitely reduced their caloric intake and they've lost, you know, 10, 15 pounds with that, that alone adds, you know, so much to their life and longevity and how they feel their hormone levels. It's not that food or that time window. Um, basically, just anything that puts you in that caloric deficit is going to help you feel better <laughs> if you are overweight. Mm. Yeah. No, absolutely. And it's, uh, yeah. you know, the, the biggest thing with this this whole carnivore diet is, like I kept, you know, like I just said, was eliminating these, you know, toxic yeah. foods. These, these yep. uh, and in his case, he claims that a lot of plants have toxins to them, which... And the studies that he provides, and granted, everybody has different studies now. You know, you can mm-hmm. diversify between epidemiology studies and then interventional studies. And I think that's where a lot of people are very misguided. They see, you know, one one research study from they don't even really look at the source, but they'll just see something and they believe it instead of actually looking in and seeing how that study was played out. What variables did the the researcher or the, the doctor or person mm-hmm. in charge of that study, uh, what did they take into account? You know, for instance, who paid for it, who paid yeah, yeah. for it, who sponsored it. Who, exactly. That's it. I'm very glad you said that, Nick, because that is such a, you know, in this society, not just with health, but like with politics, with religion, with anything that consumes and controls the masses, it's all money driven. And it's so sad because yeah, the I people agree. that don't have the resources or the money to find the truth, it's very hard to do so. It's, it's just extremely it's hard to do so. Over comp- overcomplicated, in my opinion. There's I'm so many there, and for every one study that says something, you can find five that say the exact opposite. Exactly. And if you're not educated with how to read these studies, it's extremely overwhelming. I don't think yes. people need to be reading studies to no. figure out how to eat a basic nutritious diet. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my my biggest problem again with this world and. Every other day, there's a new fake item out there that's trying to convince you that you can eat a cookie and live your best life. Like if yeah. I see one more protein cookie or one more protein chips, I'm right. like, could we just, <laughs> could we get the same level of marketing attention or same marketing budget that Coca-Cola yeah. get and put that towards educating about a pineapple, an apple, a, right. you know, a something that actually has micronutrients without being genetically modified in a plant. Yeah. To, or, to give you, you know, those fiber requirements. I don't need fake wood in my protein bar to stay or, full. I just enjoy right. it from an actual piece of fruit. Like I want to pull my hair out sometimes. And I get frustrated when people um, get mad at me for only Neeks approving like fruits, vegetables, things like that. And they're like, you don't do any bars or, you know, there's no chips or snack. And I'm like, are you seeing the trend here? Like that's literally my point. I want you to eat whole foods mm-hmm. instead of these packaged items that are trying to convince you on a quick fix. I mean, the saddest part, I went into the grocery store and I go to the diet section where you have all the slim fast shakes and all that, right? If you look down that wall and take a picture of it, the advertisement is all of these candy-like bars, all of these sweet brownie, I'm like, do you see the problem with this? Like you're trying to get healthy and they're trying to reel you in with this tastes like a brownie, this tastes like M&Ms. That's the whole problem. Oh my gosh, this is wrong. Yeah, like, it's so terrible. wrong. The sad part is with, I would say, nutrition coaches, uh, not all of them, but I should say, especially right. on the social media space, everybody wants something fast, right? So if, mm-hmm. if I wasn't an engineer and I was a full-time nutrition coach and I wanted to hire and gate, you know, gain the most number of clients, I have to show fast results. I have to take on clients that maybe aren't a good fit. There's so many like, things they have to do to pay that rent to keep their lights on in their apartment where I being an engineer there's so many times I mean there's so many people that are like will you be my coach can I pay you can I whatever and I'm like no I'm literally focusing on engineering because that's what pays the bills I'm in the process of creating a nutrition course to be able to help normal people 
understand nutrition in a way that just declutters all the mess with the science studies and all of that with the goal. And I know we almost, we touched over this, but you're only on earth for a certain amount of time, right? So my goal really is to leave a legacy on this planet that's worth leaving behind. I want to die known for doing something and being impactful on a large number of people that maybe needed to get their health in check. Or mm-hmm. um, if just even if I don't have the opportunity to coach or go through my nutrition course, enjoy my free app so you never have to worry about like a wrong entry item in my fitness pal. Or I feel like if everyone's studying for a test, at a minimum, they should have the book with the right information in it. And that's kind of what I feel like nutrition and health, all mm-hmm. of that is like, even if I'm not you know, being paid to tell you the calories and the macros for you to eat to lose weight, at a minimum, have the book given for free. So if that effort is there, if someone wants to read and learn on YouTube, whatever, and figure it out, that textbook should be free and correct to everyone. And I think MyFitnessPal has tried to do that, but with the hundreds of entries that anyone, Joe Blow, can put in there, you just have a huge plethora of wrong information. Even the check, the check you know, verified items, um, it oftentimes it'll, like I said, miss the point of being cooked or uncooked and people don't realize the difference. And again, we talked about that, but we got a huge problem in this world for sure. Yeah. There's too much room for error with that at my fitness pal, for sure. Too right. much room for error. I think that's what it for, comes down to. For, for a beginner, I should say, again, if you've been doing this long enough and you have an idea, then you know. yeah, yeah, absolutely. No, I, yeah. I completely agree. Um, you, you mentioned, uh, Nika, as as we kind of progress to the episode a few times, you you said Neeks approved. Now I I know what that means because I follow you on Instagram and social media, and I love what you've done with that. Um, can you just explain that a little bit? I know it's pretty uh, self-explanatory. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't like the idea of saying a food is like good or bad. I'm very like do whatever you want. You know, um, I just want you to understand that if I approve something. My textbook quote unquote definition is, is the return on your caloric investment worth it? So if I see one bad ingredient, let's say, I'm not going to say it's not Neeks approved if the macros are in line. Um, if if the amount of chewable food is high and you're still, you know, there's like I said, one touch of an artificial flavor or ingredient, I still want you to have that item. If you're paying, let's say 200 calories for it and you're able to chew on five ounces of food, I'm all for it. I'm going to need to prove it. So it really comes down to that return on its caloric investment uh, mm. that you're that you're paying for. Um, and I know, I don't even know how, how clear I've made that on Instagram. I've had so many new followers that like maybe the OG ones kind of understand that and have figured out, oh, wow, sometimes she approves things and sometimes she doesn't. And it's not always if it's a perfect ingredient list or not. I do often highlight, you know, especially up top at the ingredient list, since it goes by weight, if I see sugar or canola oil in the second ingredient, it oftentimes does does reflect in the macros. And if you Mm. see that, you know, a a so-called fit chip still has nine grams of fat per one ounce of chewable chip, that's not a good return on its investment. You just chomp those down in one second. You probably had two or three servings of it. And, you know, then you got 27 grams of fat that you just swallowed without even noticing it, you know? So that would be a not Neeks approved item. Um, and some people may think that, oh, she just saw the word sugar or canola or, you know, something, something like that. And not, a, you know, didn't, didn't choose to approve it, but again, right. it's a perspective. That's what the whole Neeks approved review system is for. It's just, let me just tell you that this is the equivalent of, you know, so many egg whites, so many slices of bread or cups right. of cooked rice, and then some oil or butter, because those are, values that people can visualize and then understand is this croissant something that i'm going to have maybe just once to enjoy and make a memory with my friends and family or is this a staple item that i want to have on a regular daily basis that's that's what hopefully the neeks approved uh mantra has has created for people (laughs) yeah no i I think it has and i I honestly think that you're on such a a good path and and i and this brings Brings up, I, I didn't get to touch on this, but when you said you want to leave um, a legacy and an impact and on such a large scale, that's that I don't think that I could have said it better myself because that's exactly me. That's every day I wake up, I wake up at five o'clock and I'm like, I'm ready to go. That's yep. the first thing I go to my, you know, my, my, not a vision board yet, but you know, my board of stickies and my one week yep. goal, my one month goals, three month goals, etc. And I'm like, what can I do today that's going to set me up, you know? for my future to help leave the legacy. Cause one day when we're not here, 
you know, at least our name and our, our impact is going to be here. And like I, I said, having, having your own achievements, it's nice. I feel like both is. of us relate where it's like, we've stepped on stage, we've nationally yeah, qualified, yeah. we've yeah. been on, you know, TV, this, that, like, it's, it's all cool to lift this much weight. And like I said, there's so much personal stuff I've accomplished and like checked off the list uh-huh. at this point of like, and I'm sure people reach this, like with money where you make all this money, let's say, yeah. and then you like, you feel empty where you're like, what's next? Hey, what's next? What could I be proud of? Like, it's not that cool to, like I said, just be able to move eight plates on the side of a leg press and be like, wow, she's a strong girl. Like, so what? <laughs> what did you do for this world? That's like so selfish. So I feel it like is. I've accomplished a lot of those selfish goals being younger. Um, yeah. That was really fun while my body could endure training <laughs> like an absolute beast and not, um, yeah, not dealing with the consequences of recovery and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And now 27, almost 28 years old. I'm like, oh, let's be more intentional with those movements now, kid. You're going to feel that one tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 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 I'm I'm struggling with that, Nika, from uh, when I was 17, 16, 17, 18 years old in high school, you Mm -hmm. know, doing powerlifting, power cleans, uh, jerks and all kinds of movements that require extreme amounts of stability in your hips and your core that I just lacked and I did not have because it's really you're still developing your body at that young of an age anyways. And the coaches, of course, uh, on the football team, the weightlifting team. Uh, they didn't know any better. They were never really taught. So now the knowledge and information that they're passing down to the youth, to the to the athletes that are 17, 18 years old, is not um, is not legit. It's not, you know, they're just looking at the amount of weight that's on the end of that barbell. They don't care about anything else. They just want you to lift, and they tell all of the kids on the football team to scream at you to get the weight up. And that I fell into that terrible circle of destruction, you right. know, and now – uh, six, seven, eight years later, at almost 25 years old, I'm paying for it. For the last uh, four or five years, I've been uh, in and out of the gym, not not a, not being able to lift, seeing physical therapists. I've been seeing acupuncturists. Yeah. I've had my my latest thing has been dry needling. I've tried almost every, at least to my There's knowledge, every modality, modality, modality. As far that we haven't tried, that is correct. <laughs> oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm just saying for somebody that's 24 years old. I've tried a whole lot of different recovery methods. It, in, in hindsight, Nika, it's it's a good thing because I've learned just so much about the human body. I'm sure. looking off to my right and I have 10 laminated anatomy and physiology posters that I yep. now have in front of me to study and to learn from every day, which is super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm a nerd just like you with that kind of stuff. But uh but no, it's you know, it, it's just it's just all learning, you know, and, and we weren't taught that at a young age, but I guess if you if you want something bad enough, you need to be willing to to go out and, and learn and, and figure it out yourself. Right. And and understanding that there is failure that comes with that. And that's normal. I know yes. this world of social media has made it look incredibly easy or successful. That's the highlight reel. You have to understand that you have to fail often and fail forward every time. And I always, this is what I said in one of my speeches to some high school girls. Mm. I said, if someone in life is better than you at something, they've simply failed at it more times. Remember that. They were all like in awe. I was like, that's it. If someone can shoot better free throws, they've missed more of them. They've practiced more of them. Um, If it's with nutrition and health, like if you think that I didn't struggle along my way, you are so wrong. I'm sure you've struggled multiple times. You failed. Your weight's gone up when you thought it should go down. And it's very expected. It's normal. So when people often try something for 72 hours and they're pissed, their body doesn't arrive within that two-day Amazon Prime window, they're discouraged. (laughs) That's just wrong. It's This takes months. Overall, it takes years, years to figure it out. I mean, now looking back, I had the opportunity to, you know, hang out with some bodybuilders that have just stepped off stage. And uh, I had heard them say something like, God, I feel so guilty for enjoying uh, some frozen yogurt with my family or something. And I literally, like now being so far removed, I'm like, oh my gosh, I remember like having genuine anxiety of the idea of eating a family meal and thinking that I was turn into this overweight ogre from this one meal and just spin out of control but like genuinely I remember being in that seat feeling that way and it's so easy to overlook like so for 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 an athlete or a coach that hasn't been in that seat it's really hard to like relate with you're like what do you mean like you're you're literally like 30 seconds off stage you're still like 
maybe 9% body fat as a female and you're panicking. Like, mm-hmm. I don't, you, you can't relate if you haven't gone through that feeling. Like there was a moment. I remember if you scroll back far enough on my Instagram page, I was devastated to pull my shirt off in a sports bra when I weighed 152 pounds. Cause I was like, I'm so, we use the word fluffy. I'm holding water. <laughs> I, and I was like, I, I now look back and I'm like, Nika, you like, you legit thought you were fat at 152 for some perspective i'm 510 and a proud 185 190 yeah. now yeah and i feel so good in my skin i'm healthy like uh, i said female hormones are back i don't feel like a zombie yeah. uh but i remember feeling that way at that time so i i really experienced both halves of like feeling overweight and being overweight like i said snap my arm in half after my, my strongman competition i couldn't work out for 15 16 weeks so i really overcome and struggled through the injury uh you know weight that i've gained and gotten back in shape with the um like i said bodybuilding being on the rail skin skinny end of things and convinced that i'm fat like people don't understand how anorexic people think they're fat and i'm like no 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 like I actually get that now. It's something you are genuinely convincing yourself of. And if you haven't been in that body, you don't understand. Don't even pretend like you can understand. It's been a crazy journey. Let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, you need to live it. And that's that's what you're doing. You're living, you know, you're living your story. Yeah. 27, almost 28 years old, you're able to, and, and I like how you said earlier too, like you were able to live those selfish goals out. I think that's very important too, because, you know, there's, a lot of people that after say say they're 17 18 years old they graduate high school and then they either have a kid get married early go into the military they go right, right into the workforce into a trade and they don't have time to um, to do that to be selfish for a little bit and then when they're 30 35 40 years old they you know have that midlife crisis and are like wait a second <laughs> i didn't I didn't get to to do the things that I wanted to when I was in my early twenties. Now what? Now I'm forty with kids right. and a wife or husband. Right, right. So that's 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 a good and healthy thing that you're able to do that. I I think at a at a young age to be able to tackle those selfish goals and now you learn from that. Like you you used like pressing eight plates on one side as an example. Like yeah, that's awesome and that's you know that's impressive, but. What is that doing for the world? What is that doing for somebody else? Nothing. Right. right. You know, but now you have that experience to be able to. to... I, I feel like uh, in, in accomplishing these bucket list items and, you know, accomplishing dieting down to 9.2, all of that, I mm-hmm. think what it does is it, it just adds credibility. If someone's does. done something that you want to achieve, it's easier to want to hire them or trust them because they've done it. It's, it, I don't care how many certifications you have, how many theoretical books you've read, all that. If you haven't done it yourself, like mm. I'm not hiring you. I'm sorry. Like you have all the book knowledge, but you don't have the actual experience to apply that. And I think real life experience supersedes a lot of paper certifications. And that's I mean, coming from yeah. a mechanical engineer. <laughs> yeah. Even yeah. even engineering. You learn so many things in a textbook, but till you get out in the real world and and see how it actually applies you definitely don't have the same uh, experience just because of that, you know, certificate or degree. Was that eight years or six years for that degree? Um, I, people do it in four, but because I played oh, D1 wow. water polo, I did it in five. Oh, okay. I thought that yeah. that would have been a, a little bit longer of a uh, duration mm-hmm. in school. Regular, regular degree. Um, I did not get my master's. There's no doctorate. Uh, some people do, but you don't need to uh, right. as an engineer. Yeah. So right into the workforce. So walk me through your, your normal, uh, like daily routine. Sure. Work and, work and all. Work and all. So usually, um, I, I, I don't want to say I'm a morning person, but when you snap into a routine mm-hmm. of getting up and moving early, you just feel better about your day. So because I'm strapped to a computer for eight hours, I wake up at like 4.50 and um, down in my uh, little garage gym, just doing some light calisthenics, some hit. Um, it's not some crazy hurrah of a workout, literally just get down there, get a little jump rope going, um, and get moving. And that's usually something like a 45 minute ish workout. Um, I'll come up, I'll get my coffee going. I'll sit at my computer, answer emails, work on AutoCAD for again, that eight hours, sometimes nine, sometimes 10 hours, uh, just depends. (laughs) And afterwards, um, I match East coast time. So I'm up pretty early. I usually work a six to two or six to three. Okay. 
Um, and then, then I'm going to go enjoy, uh, some sunlight. So I, I don't know. I think I told you at the beginning, I sold my car. I'm riding my bike full time. So I will enjoy a nice ride to the coast. Um, maybe up to La Jolla and back. That could be like 26 miles round trip. And then wow. I'm back home cooking food, playing with, uh, my roommate's dog and getting ready to do it again the, the next day. So that's been the pandemic plan uh yeah for nika there hasn't been any uh going into a gym it's just been cycling and my little home gym that i created (laughs) yeah that's so crazy that that out there on the west coast or really every other state like the gyms are closed because here it's you know everything's normal i mean i go to a 24 hours are open i should say like said they're open but the gyms that did stay open got in trouble. Now it's only five percent capacity. So there's just a lot of caveats, and That's I was like, shame. I don't want to be. I mean, for the the time I was there, it got to the point where like someone's literally hip thrusting, lateral raising, and like supersetting something within like literally five inches from your face. And I was like, okay, this is, this is a little excessive. Yeah, this doesn't need to be the case. Just yeah. go home, focus on taking. <laughs> time to work on your endurance and it's been so fun getting better at cycling and like I said as a bodybuilder you're like not really athletic that you look the part but you can't (laughs) actually perform other than you know the sagittal plane (laughs) there you go yeah yeah Yeah. I was like let me let me take some time to be athletic again and it's been it's been really nice to be able to go on a two three hour bike ride and just perform and, and generate more watts on the bike like it's just different ways to track your progress and be selfish though, because that's those are selfish goals. So now we're trying to work on that legacy. Yeah, no, I, but it, it's important to have the balance. So you need to make sure that you know. I think you're doing it. You're doing it right. You 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 have that long term goal of wanting to leave that legacy, that Nika approved legacy, if you will. And right. uh, and then also, you know, you're doing things for yourself. You have to yeah. be able to take time for yourself every day. I'm um I preach it all the time to anybody that follows me on on my social media platforms that. You need to take like I'm I'm big I'm a big morning person. You need to take at least thirty minutes to an hour every morning. I know so many people who roll out of bed and they go right to to class or to work. And I'm like, you are doing it so so wrong. You know, if you think you're you can do you can do a good or have a decent day by doing that and waking up rolling out of bed and going right to work. Um, try waking up thirty minutes to an hour. Maybe even like I wake up two and a half hours before I'm even at work. Right. Like two and a half hours, I'm reading, I'm meditating, I'm working out, I'm stretching, I'm doing something or multiple things for myself, writing in my, my gratitude journal of what I'm thankful for, praying. You know, there's so many different things, setting new goals. There's so but many. I, what I will add, what I will add, since neither of us have perspective on, um, yeah. as we found that certain things work good for us, we have to be mindful mm. of the mom and dad of two that maybe didn't sleep till whatever time yes, they have yes, to yes. double shift and whatnot, where they genuinely don't have time to wake yeah, up an hour cool. earlier and do something. So even though for us, it's such a no brainer, it works. Um, some people are going to find more success, you know, doing that at nine o'clock at night, winding down, turning off electronics and mm-hmm. kind of flipping around. So I don't want people to be discouraged because our um, method that works for two people that, you know, aren't with a mm-hmm. family and kids might be for them. I think it, it works for a lot of clients and it's something, but don't be discouraged if you're not fitting the standard mold. Everybody has their own life. So that's something important. I really wanted to like push. So it works for us, but um, for anyone listening, like really understand that you have to find what works for you. Nika, I'm so glad that you said that. Like, I'm literally so glad because that is, that's, that's it right there. It, it Everybody's different. We talked about right. this earlier. Everybody's different. Everybody has a different schedule. Everybody right. has different circumstances, different problems or going through different things. So waking up at five o'clock for me or whatever for you is 445 for you might not work and will definitely not work for millions and millions of other people. Some people are night people. Some people like to meditate in the middle of the day or, you know, they have time during their lunch or as soon as they get home from work, they would rather work out because that gives them energy to come home and play with their kids. It just, it just all depends on, on that person. So thank you for, for putting that in there, putting that thought in there for the listeners. Now that, that's not to say you shouldn't try it just because you're like, no, I'm tired. <laughs> right. No, no, I'm not no excited excuse. to wake up at 445. And I think that's the point you're making. Get up and try. Everybody can yes. try something for a week. Try it yes. for three days. Give it a good shot before you knock it is all I have to say, because yeah. 
you will feel so much better the rest of your day, at least if you are like the two of us, that mm-hmm. I think it's worth a shot. <laughs> Figure yeah. it out for yourself. Absolutely. And I, honest, honestly, I feel like sometimes you might need a little bit longer than a week. You know, I've noticed for me, um, take, uh, take, taking a cold shower as an example, I'm, I'm big on taking cold showers in the morning. I might not do it every day, but I do my best to, uh, I might go through phases of it just like I go through phases of meditating. I might meditate for three weeks straight and then not meditate for three weeks straight, you know, right. same thing with cold showers. Um, it's, it's, a, it's something that you can try something that is quick, that's easy. Um, but it might take longer than just one week to adapt to, to get not just your body to adapt to, but for your mind to adapt to it. So let's relate this to waking up at quarter to five in the morning for the first four or five, six days, you might be hating it. Oh, it's horrible. Getting the ball rolling is by no means comfortable. No means. No, you know, people like you and I who have been doing it for, for many years, we're used to it now. It's a routine, just like anything else going to work in the morning, you know, picking up your kids from, from daycare, whatever it is, it's a routine. Right. You just got to find that routine. Find Agreed. what works best for you. Agreed. You know, um, let, let's, uh, let's, let's talk a little bit about, I don't want to take too much of your time. So just kind of give me that little, uh, little heads up when you're, we'll, we'll figure out when, when a good time is, I guess, to, to kind of cut it off. But, uh, cause I feel like you and I can bounce back and forth, <laughs> you know, we're just two of those people that are very similar that have very similar beliefs. Right. Um, both like to talk a lot. <laughs> Easy work. No worries. Exactly. Um, but let's, I want to talk about the Titan games. I know I said it in the beginning and we didn't, we kind of went right into the health realm, which we actually covered a lot of it. And I'm very excited about, cause I haven't really done a health podcast in a mm-hmm. little while now. And I think that's something that's extremely important for, um, for what I preach and for, for my followers and for my listeners is they, they follow me because they know me as being a personal trainer. They know me as, you know, as preaching live a relentless life. And what's part of living a relentless lifestyle is taking control of your health, both in the gym and in the kitchen. So I'm very, very excited that we recorded a solid 50 minutes of that content. That was awesome. Um, but I really want to jump in now uh, be, because you are the first, I believe the first um, Titan Games, season one Titan Games competitor uh, to be on the show. And I, I, I did invite, I extended an invitation to Mariah Counts. Uh, I mm-hmm. know you and I both know that she's killing it out there. I've watched yeah, a lot, of, great a lot of her videos of music and mm-hmm. uh, super cool. So I'm, I'm going to have her on the, on the show next. I'm really excited about that one, but uh, let's, let's talk about that experience. So like my, my greatest uh, memory of, of being out there was obvious. Well, one of them was meeting, um, meeting the rock. I just thought it was such a cool, uh, cool experience to be able to meet someone who is to that, um, to that level of success. Yeah. Yep. Uh, what, what was your reaction when you, when you walked into the room? Cause you and I were, you were in that room, right? When he walked we in, were in that room. Yeah. He rolled in with his powerhouse tank top guns blazing was like his little <laughs> hello. I was like, wow, this guy's cool. He's not coming in his suit or whatever. He like probably literally just hit an arm day. Hit some biceps. Oh, yeah, hit some buys, came in, said his hellos. Um, it was yeah, really yeah. nice to interact with him. Like you said, I don't know how many people have an opportunity to uh, be that close and conversate with such a high level uh, celebrity. Um, yeah. I, so that was really, really cool. Um, as for my interaction with him on the show, uh, my sweetest memory is right before I went up on uh, Mount Olympus, mm. he rolls out and before your competition, he shakes your hand or whatever he says before he goes on. But uh, I looked at him and I said, sir, I'm going to make you damn proud. And I like shook his <laughs> hand. I, don't know I literally don't know what got in my head before. Like I was, I talked to my friend on the phone before Mount Olympus and I was just, I don't, the confidence level was like through the roof. I was like, That's you know cool. what? Many times in my life I've been this confident. I'm going to smash a competition, but like, oh, yeah. let's go. So cocky little Nika shakes his hand and was like, I'm going to make you damn proud. Anyway, go through Mount Olympus, crushed it. It was awesome. I won. I twisted the key. And uh, if you rewatch my episode at the end, he actually says that Nika before this episode or, you know, before this competition shook my hand and said, sir, I'm going to make you damn proud. And she sure did. That was like the sweetest, <laughs> like confirmation so of like cool. I made you proud my friend and and the second interaction was 
at the next level, when I did get eliminated, I shook his hand and I said, sir, thank you very much for this opportunity. It means the world. And he said, it means the world that you took time out of your career to come film my show. And I That's was like, cool. wow, what a humble, humble guy. Um, yeah, it was, it was just, he's really, um, everything he puts out on social media, like he's really that real. Um, he, he curses a lot. That was funny. Uh, I can't tell you how many times when all the Titans were in the room filming that like arms crossed, uh, everyone was in their gray outfits. He, we refilmed that shot like three or four times. He's like, ah, oh, fuck. Oh, this is a, whatever. I hope, I hope on this show is young. So I apologize for cursing, but no, no, you're, you're fine. You're totally okay. You're yeah. Totally he, cool. he cursed a couple times and, uh, the NBC guys were like, this is a family channel. We got to do that again. Can't, can't curse. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that was, it was an awesome experience. Um, television is for sure. Television. It's by no means the Olympics. Their goal isn't to make sure that the athlete performs at the most optimal levels. I mean, you mm. remember seeing that snack table. I was like, oh, God, yeah. Are you so and performing at three or four in the morning like being on standby hair makeup video hair makeup b-roll back <laughs> hair makeup and then oh you're on in 10 seconds you're like right. oh, no warm-up just go right out there warmed up real quick like do i take pre-workout do i not I, it was just <laughs> man it was an experience but yeah, um, it was. it's cool because they did do a really good job capturing um kind of what i think they wanted they wanted to show the average ordinary girl that sits at a computer that you know takes care of her health and is doing something quote-unquote heroic on television pushing mm. over a thousand pound wall crawling mm -hmm. over the it gives the the idea or the story that someone at home can do it too and that that's the important part i i really want to push that like i'm literally no cooler than anybody else i mean i don't have one of these huge followings on instagram where so many people have 50 60 100,000 200,000 yeah. people um there's a lot of fake fake ones out there but um yeah really proud of my almost 14,000 like real people but to this day people uh they're like you respond to your dms i'm so surprised isn't that i'm like i'm literally just like you like i wake up i put my pants right. on get a time um i make sure i get back to everyone i comment back on everything like i i like that relationship with the following better mm -hmm. than just a bunch of people cheering you on and you have no connection with i'm like there's mm -hmm. like a good 20 people that consistently interact with me on a daily basis that I'm so happy to have come in contact with, like said, you're taking the time out of your day to follow me and cheer me on. The least I can do is, you know, respond back to a question you have about nutrition or mm -hmm. something about fitness or whatnot. Like that's, I think I wish more quote unquote influencers, which I hate that word, mm -hmm. uh, would, would take the time to do like, you're not the rock. You don't have millions of followers that you just can't get back to everyone, you know? Right. So Yeah. That, that's been my experience. That was a really, that was a really humble uh, four or five minutes. I, I, <laughs> that was cool. No, I, I like, I like that a lot, Nika, because you're so right with with social media and how there's just nowadays so many influencers who have 50, 100, 200k followers, and you know they, they're just not, they're just not real people, and they they act, they don't act real. They they act like they have this perfect life, right. and that you know that. They're, they're the shit, and it's right. it's kind of like it, it stinks. It really stinks, and it's right. refreshing to see, you know, to know somebody like you that you might not have 50,000 followers, but you have 14,000 people that follow you that, that love your content, and they don't just love your content because it's a, a photo shoot of you in a bikini, but they love it because yes. it's valuable information that they can use uh, that's practical that they can apply to their own life and that can help them live a better life and then thus inspire other people. So you're now creating that trickling down effect. I appreciate That's your legacy right there is those, that's the beginning of it is those 14,000 people, you know, because social media, we now in our generation, our parents and our grandparents, they didn't have that opportunity to, to utilize a social media platform. Right. That and can impact touch and that, people. that many people. You know, it's, it's truly incredible and, and you're doing it the right way. And that's what I'm trying to do as well is, is impact the 6,000 followers that I have. And it, it, we're both growing slowly, but steadily we're growing. Right. Right. And it's, it's, um, it's nice to be able to, to have those people who look up to you, but at the same time, you know, you can, uh, you can provide them with, with valuable information that, that might help them. So. Right. Right.
Well, I appreciate this opportunity. And like I said, if there's anything I can ever do to help out with this or anything else, help you reach any goals, please never hesitate to ask. I definitely won't, Nika. It was, it's been great today chatting with you and catching up and, uh, and hearing your re listening to your story. Um, you know, I, I never really truly got to soak in, um, who you are just because there were so many, you know, there's so many of us out there and there was, we right. had there this was much time and yeah. So it was nice to take an hour, sit back and, and to really, uh, really know and meet, you know, Nika. Yeah. So, I thank you. That. Thank you for that. Of um, course. Where, of course. where can, uh, where can people find you, Neek? Uh, so Instagram is Neeks93. That's N-E-E-K-S-93. Like I said, respond back to all DMs, any all questions. Uh, my website is neeks93.com and my app is app.neeks93.com. So super simple to reach me and I uh, appreciate anyone willing to reach out. Absolutely. Uh, one last question before we sign off here. And that is uh, you're on the show called The Relentless Life. I preach to all of my followers and to everybody I come in contact with on a daily basis to live live the relentless life. That's that's me. That's my motto. Um, and that's what I believe in. I believe in that word relentless and going after your wildest dreams. And no matter what comes in your way, just like a train on a on a train track, going full speed ahead, nothing will be able to stop that train. Um, what is, when you think of that word relentless, when that word relentless pops up in your head, uh, what, what comes to mind? Someone that literally keeps standing up no matter how many times they get beat down, period. That's it. <laughs> that's, that's perfect. I love that. Nika, Nika, it was a pleasure. Thank you so, so very much for this awesome conversation. Um, I'm excited for you and your listeners to hear a little bit more about your story and uh, maybe they can gain some value from it. Keep living that Nika approved legacy. <laughs> Appreciate Thanks. it, Jim. Have a good rest of your day. Thanks, you too, Nika. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did, feel free to hit that subscribe button and leave a review. This helps further spread the message of The Relentless Life. You can find me on Instagram as Chance Galloway Fitness. I'm also available on LinkedIn and Facebook. If you have any questions following this episode, feel free to reach out to me at chancegalloway@live.com. Thanks again. Until next time, keep living consistently relentless.